Hello everyone, hope you all been well. Today on Ghost Travelers Podcast, we'll be talking with Erin. She is an author, historian, a proud owner of the Magnolia Hotel in Surgeon, Texas. We'll be talking with Erin on how she founded the hotel, and also we'll be talking to her about the history and the hauntings of the Magnolia Hotel as well. So please join us on this journey through the Magnolia Hotel's rooms and halls with Erin. Erin, welcome to Ghost Travelers Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing fine, thank you. Um, if you could, can you tell my listeners a little bit a little bit about yourself? Well, I am a retired museum curator, and I used to uh, write a history column, and I was a history editor, and I also had a syndicated column about uh, how to learn how to be a genealogist. So I'm kind of like uh, really into history. So <laughs> that's my background. Yeah, with uh, with uh, the state of Texas, um, it has like a majority of all kinds of history down oh, yeah. there. It's wonderful. And just yesterday, it was we celebrated Texas Independence Day, and so uh, that's always an exciting day for me because I'm a fifth generation Texan. So uh, we celebrated real nice yesterday. Um, for people that's not familiarized with that event, can you tell us a little bit about it? Sure, that's when all the wonderful people in uh, Texas decided that they wanted to be independent from Mexico. And uh, so right before the fall of the Alamo and the uh, horrible massacre in Goliad, they uh, signed a a declaration stating that they were independent from Mexico. And uh, so that was um, a pretty, it's a pretty big deal because it's actually uh, the start of the fight uh, thereafter. And uh, a lot of my ancestors and the people who own the Magnolia Hotel, the previous owners, they played a big part in that. So, um, so that's why it's such a, an amazing day for us. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool that part of your ancestors ties in with the hotel that you just recently bought in 2013. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why I think that I'm so attached to this building. Uh, it has... Um, a great deal of history. If not only is it just Texas history, but it's also the history of Seguin and the Guadalupe County. And uh, my family is one of the founding families of New Braunfels. And also, my other ancestor was a Texas Ranger who uh, actually went to a wedding held at the Magnolia Hotel. So, um, so it's kind of like um, to me, it's like I came home. Uh, so it's a very special place to me. I would believe so, since it's been in your family since uh, the 1800s. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about your family's ties to the building and the history of it as well? Okay, so my family never owned the hotel. I did, but not my family. Uh, but I can tell you all about the history. So the history of the hotel actually began, it began as a two-room log cabin. That was its beginnings, and it was built by the co-founder of Seguin, and he was one of the original Texas Rangers. And uh, so he had the log cabin, 
And he was afraid of uh, that when the Comanches would attack, they had no place for shelter because there was no fort in the city. So he had uh, a shelter dug out from underneath the log cabin. And it was used whenever the Comanches would, you know, raid Seguin. Uh, but it absolutely did him no good uh, because on his way uh, leaving his log cabin, he was murdered by Comanches. So the shelter was useless for him. Uh, and then uh, after he passed away, they actually turned the log cabin into a stagecoach stop. And it was one of the first and, and the longest running stagecoach stops in Texas. And then they built a the original three-room uh, Magnolia Hotel in the back. And it's made out of solid limecrete. And uh, it's a very famous building because that's actually where the most famous Texas Ranger here in Texas, his name is John Jack Coffee Hayes, he got married in that building to Susan Calvert. And his best man was my ancestor. His, his name was Texas Ranger Bigfoot Wallace. And uh, so there is my there's my link to the hotel. Uh, he was the best man. Uh, and then they later on, they added the two-story wood frame building uh, to the attached to the stagecoach stop and to the original hotel in the back. And it became the most elegant frontier hotel in Texas. It had a restaurant and a saloon. And the only thing that outshined it was the Manger Hotel in San Antonio. So she was quite famous. And uh, she lasted through the Civil War and Reconstruction. And then when the railroad came to town, the governor of Ireland, his daughter was running the hotel at that time and they had a big old speech and party at the hotel. And uh, so it flourished until about maybe about 1900 and then became a boarding house. And uh, and then they turned it into uh, a lodge for the Herman Sons. And then uh, by 1930s, it was bought by the Lanner family and they turned the 10 room hotel into apartments. And uh, so it lasted as apartments all the way up until 1994. And then she passed away, the last owner passed away and they just locked the door, threw the key and it remained empty for 20 years. And uh, so by the time that Jim and I began looking for her because of a book I was writing. We started looking for the Magnolia Hotel. We found that she was on the top 10 most endangered places in Texas and she was destined for demolition. And so we bought her and we've been restoring her ever since. And it's taken us seven years to get to where we're at, but she is absolutely gorgeous. Wow, congratulations on finding it and uh, preserving the hotel. Thank you. It's been a labor of love. You're welcome. So. From the process when you first bought it, how um, I was, I read on your website that um, some construction people quit uh, during construction oh, yeah. of the building. Um, how did you uh, kept on going with uh, the hauntings along with construction? Well, it's been really kind of a wild ride because when uh, we just as soon as we started our restoration. On day one, the day that we signed the papers, the first spirit came forward, and she was a doozy. She actually slammed three doors, and uh, that's when we knew we had something. And then things just kept happening and happening. And so as we were restoring, we're just hiring local people. And uh, as these people, they always 
knew there was something eerie about it, but they continued to work for us. But <laughs> the most funniest one, uh, well, I guess we shouldn't say funny, but it was, <laughs> was <laughs> our, uh, we had a plumbing problem underneath the hotel. And to get to the old pipes, we had to dig a tunnel. And so we hired a man who did nothing but made tunnels. And so he tunneled underneath the hotel and he was almost finished and he came out and asked me if I wanted to go in the tunnel and look. And I said, sure. So I did it. I went inside. It was absolutely fascinating. And I, I wiggled out and then he went back in and no sooner that he went back in, we heard this blood curling scream and he wiggled back out and looked at me with big giant eyes and then ran off. And so we had to ask the plumber what happened to my tunneler. And he said that when he went back inside, that something tapped him on his shoulder, and he looked up, and there was a woman looking right in his eyes, and she said his name. And uh, he never came back, so we had to hire another tunneler. <laughs> so these are some of the things that have happened. That's only one of about a dozen, I can tell you. Uh, but we have gotten it finished <laughs> now that people you know, uh, keep me nearby so they know everything's going to be okay. What do you believe uh, why your hotel is so haunted? Well, the way that Jim and I say, we really don't, uh, we call it haunted because that's like the universal word for spirits that continue to ride in your building. Um, but what we have are 13 spirits. And if you think about it, the building is 181 years old. And it was a hustling, bustling hotel every single day for 181 years old minus the 20 where it laid idle and so it has a lot of intense energy just from that but there are several people who had passed away at the hotel who continue to reside there uh, some because of how they passed uh, we've had several suicides accidental deaths and uh letting the woman who um actually died in her sleep so we have a lot of people who passed away there and so they continue to reside there because of that but then we have several that have just returned because this was their home and uh, I'm a firm believer that when you pass away if you've been a good moral person that you can either go to heaven or you can come back to whatever place it was that you loved the most and continue to reside there that's how I believe and that seems to be what I have at the hotel. We have several that just want to be there because that was their home, such as Texas Ranger James Campbell. That was his home. And when he was murdered, he came back. That was his home. So we have intense energy also because the building is made out of, out of solid limecrete. And uh, I'm, I'm also a firm believer that limestone can actually be a conduit for spirits and i believe that that um somewhat assists in having their energy plus they're just very strong energy <laughs> yeah I, I also believe that uh, uh limestone also holds um residual energy and stuff like that with the uh the paranormal stuff oh yeah and seguin is actually not too many people know this Seguin is the only city in Texas that was completely encircled with a wall of lime creek. And so not only is the hotel a strong energy for the spirits, the whole city of Seguin has that capability as well. Wow, that's like a, um, kind of like a paranormal magnet for the, exactly. the hauntings of the 
the hotel and maybe the the town and itself might be have some spirits haunting the other buildings oh yes most definitely we have i know of several our cemetery was encircled it's a beautiful cemetery we know that there are several spirits that reside there as well the jail down the street from us it's the original jail from 1852 uh, we know that one has many spirits so i believe it is but the beautiful thing about the magnolia hotel is that there's no bad spirits I don't believe in demonic, and uh, there's nothing like that at the hotel. It's a very pleasant haunting, if you would like to put it. Uh, Everybody's there. When they come forward, you can tell. They have their smells, uh, the perfumes, the cigars. Uh, You can hear their sounds. The colonel, when he comes forward, he has a a cane. You can hear his cane. Uh, Lots of singing, lots of laughter. Uh, except for our weeping woman, but she doesn't seem to weep anymore. So that's a good thing. <laughs> when you and your husband first moved into the hotel and bought the place, when was your very first experience of the the, um, the ghostly activities happen in your building? The very first one was when we signed the papers. We actually were walking back from the title place, and uh, the house was just... You have to understand what the house looked like before we restored it. It was, it was a crack house, and uh, it was just trash with, uh, with just awful stuff. And uh, so when we bought the hotel, we went to the cleanest room we could find to celebrate. And my husband brought a bottle of champagne, and uh, we opened up all the doors because of all the stench. And uh, so we had all, three doors open to this tiny little room. And he popped the cork and he said, congratulations, we, we bought the Titanic and we were laughing. And right when he poured the champagne, all three doors just slammed, boom, boom, boom. And then this ice cold breeze went right between us. And uh, that's when my husband looked at me and he said, oh my goodness, we bought a haunted building. I said, yep, we sure did. So she was the first one and we know exactly who she is. And she was uh, the town's fortune teller. Her name was Idella. So that was our very first. Wow, I would think that since you bought the the building and you turn into this, uh, restored it to what it was, and I bet the spirits are the spirits there are really happy with you uh, restored it, and I think that's what why they're like really happy spirits there. Yeah, they're very contented now. Could you imagine having this gorgeous historic Texas landmark, and then it turns into a crack house? and it was just trashed and so now we came in it's it's we did not remodel it in any way it's completely restored back to its natural 1850 state and so just imagine having your home beautified again and having two people that love the building and respect them so they're very contented there and uh so what is so cool is that jim and i we consider them our second family uh when we're there we we know when they come forward and you know, we speak with them, and we know what they want, and they just want to be, you know, respected and heard, and I know every single spirit's story, and uh, so we share that whenever I give my tours, we introduce you to them, and uh, they quite often come forward. Uh, we can always tell by the different scents, like Pink Rosebud always has her rose-scented fragrance, so she's easy when she comes forward, so... They're very contented. They are. And I think that's why people love the building so much. Uh, We do have a bed and breakfast and 
people love to stay there. You get the entire second floor and you can do an investigation and uh, they never, they just, they, they always do something for our guests. So uh, it's an exciting place. Someone told me it was like a paranormal Disneyland, which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> um, for people who have not taken on your uh, uh, paranormal tours and the history tours, can you tell us a little bit uh, what goes on with your tours itself? Sure. The first thing we do is that we go from room to room. So we start from the very beginning, and I share them the stories of the of the owners as they came, uh, you know, from 1840 all the way up. I introduce you to the history of them, and then I show you pictures of the evidence that we have captured in each room of the spirits, and then I explain to you what you might uh, feel or smell or hear along the way. So we go from room to room. I introduce you to the ranger, and then we go to the ballroom, and I introduce you to the weeping woman. We go into the saloon, and uh, so uh, what is really cool is that almost every time I give a tour, somebody has an experience, uh, and the, the pictures, if you go on our Facebook site, you can see all of the evidence that not me, but my guests have captured on my tours, uh, and so uh, I believe that the spirits enjoy them just as much as my guests. Uh, because they were around when it was a hustling, bustling hotel and music and foods. And so they enjoy having visitors as well at the hotel. That's very awesome. Um, do you also offer uh, private investigations of your hotel, or is it just for when people come and stay at your hotel and they can do their own investigation while they're staying there. So in the very beginning, Jim and I didn't know anything about paranormal investigations. And although we knew how we could explore the spirits that were at our hotel, we were allowing private teams to come in to see what they could capture and kind of guide us as to you know what they think and what they found so in the very beginning we were allowing you know, these uh, private teams to come in uh, but then later on it became restored and we we understood everybody and so uh, then we were just allowing certain teams to come in uh we did have ghost adventures zach and and aaron came uh, we allowed them just to give it national attention of the beauty of this hotel and and our cool spirits uh, but now we only allow um for you to investigate the top floor because the bottom floor has now become uh, jim and i have finally retired thank god and uh so it's our retirement home and a private museum. We, we actually reside on the bottom floor, uh, but we do offer the entire top floor to our guests. And uh, we, we provide, if you don't have your own instruments, we provide uh, paranormal equipment. And uh, you can, if you want, are there just for the history, you can just enjoy your time there, or you can do an investigations to explore uh, the numerous spirits that we have up there. Uh, we do provide history throughout the building and uh, we also provide pictures, and uh, it is beautiful in the bed and breakfast. It's fully restored, but the other half of the building is unrestored. So you get that intense feeling of what it was like when it was unfinished. So it's a very unique place to visit. 
And how long are each of your tours? My tours are supposed to last two hours, which they rarely do because of the fact that a lot of my tours, we end up uh, having experiences and uh, then we we uh, kind of linger a little longer because everybody wants to take pictures or uh, speak with our spirits. So they usually run between two, two and a half hours um, during our tours. Uh, we only give them once a month. We used to do twice a month, uh, but uh, again, uh, this is just the, it's our home and we do this only because there's so much interest in the hotel uh, we go ahead and offer tours every once in a while uh, we we were off for the whole time of COVID and we miss them so much because when you come to our tours you walk in a stranger but when you leave you end up being not only our friend but a friend of the hotel and our spirit so we're so ready to get back into it yeah, I bet with the whole COVID thing, they kind of uh, goofed up with uh, the spirits there saying, hey, what happened to all my friends not coming into? Exactly. But at least one thing about the COVID is our bed and breakfast never shut down. We are absolutely the perfect social distancing uh, type of staycation because it is self-check-in. We get when you After you reserve your room uh, and the day of your check-in, you, we give you a code. And you check in, uh, you just punch in the code, you enter into the bed and breakfast. Uh, so it's just you and your three other guests that I'm assuming you've been around for, for so long. Uh, and then you get the entire floor by yourself. Nobody interacts with you. It's just yours. And so it's been the perfect social distancing uh, event. So we never shut down up there. And uh, so the spirits upstairs have always had someone. And then Jim and I are downstairs. But uh, they love that large group you did the energy they take the energy from our guests and it's even more exciting so uh it's still fun even though we haven't had a tour in a while but they're coming we're, we're getting ready for april we're going to start it up again oh that's pretty cool so april you believe is when you will have your first COVID tour yes we're so excited about this my husband and i finally got our vaccine so we've been vaccinated and uh, we've sterilized the house and uh, we we do all of the, you have to wear the mask and, you know, wipe your hands, take your temperature the whole bit. And we, ha we only have a limited supply, even though Texas is finally, uh, the governor went ahead and said that it's 100%. We're still taking the precautions. Um, so, but we're ready. <laughs> do you have any um, websites or social media places for people can contact you for your tours and anything else for to stay at your hotel? Sure. Uh, the, we do have a website. It's hauntedmagnoliahotel.com. But we really enjoy doing our Facebook, which is also Haunted Magnolia Hotel. Uh, that's because we're very interactive on the uh, Facebook site. And uh, that's what we first post. Whenever we have a tour, we post it there first because rarely do I get the opportunity to put it on my website because by the time I post it on the Facebook site, we're sold out. So it's the best place to go if you want to uh, know everything uh, as it happens. Uh, so that's a good place to go. Uh, but you can always contact me on my email. I'm very good about answering the emails. And that's magnolia.hotel.com at getty.com.
and the Getty is just like my last name, G-H-E-D-I. And so, yeah, but uh, you have to kind of follow the Facebook a lot because the tickets sell out. They they usually sell out within 30 minutes. So you just got to gotta look, check often. Oh, wow. And also, I'll put all of your um, info in the bottom of the description of this podcast episode for people can find it a lot more easier. Very cool. And one thing I, I love to share is that whenever Seguin has a city event like uh, 4th of July or their Pecan Fest, uh, we open up our doors for free and you're allowed to walk through the entire building uh, for free. And we have docents that are in each room to answer questions. And so whenever we have these, we we get hundreds of people to come and visit. So keep an eye on the Seguin uh, event site. And whenever they have it, we're going to have it. So we're pulling for 4th of July. We are. Oh, awesome. And also I'll put the, the town's uh, website event page right on the description as well for you. Very cool. All right. Well, we highly recommend it. You need to come out and visit, uh, see what it's all about. The, the coolest room, I think, in the entire building is our Indian Rage Shelter. Uh, it seems to be the most active. Yeah, so you need to come visit. I will certainly will. Um, Aaron, I would like to say thank you again for coming on Ghost Travelers Podcast this evening. I really do appreciate it. You betcha. Glad to help. Thank you again. Um, this thank is, you. This is PJ, your host for Ghost Travelers Podcast. Take care and travel safe, everybody. I would like to say thank you to Aaron for coming on Ghost Travelers Podcast. If you guys would like to know more about Aaron and her hotel, please head over to her website at hauntedmagnoliahotel.com. There you will find out their events, their history, and their ghost tours as well. If you like this episode of Ghost Travelers Podcast, please give it a positive rating and leave a comment down below and tell us how we did. And also, please consider on hitting that subscribe button for new episodes on Wednesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays as well. Or you don't miss a new episode thank you for listening this is your host pj for ghost travelers podcast take care and travel safe <laughs>